0: You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every day. What is up? Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. It is Thursday, November 8th. Willie here from Fantasy Football 24-7. You can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. Hit us up on the main page at FFB underscore 247. On today's show, we will preview tonight's Thursday nighter game, of course. We're going to talk some Week 10 start sits, and then Ethan is going to hop on a little bit later to give us his last injury update of the week. Look, as you guys know, Thursday means guest episode, and uh, we, we bring on some of the best minds in the business. Today is is no different in that category Joining us to talk some ball is Josh, ADHD from Fantasy, Insiders, and Roto-Grinders. Josh, thanks for joining the show, man. How's it going?
0: Things are great, Willie. It's good to talk to you. I appreciate you guys asking to have me on. It's um, it's always good to talk football any day of the week, and this week is no different.
1: Absolutely, man. We, we know how weekdays go. They're always 10 times better when you got some uh, football to talk about, especially this game that we'll get to in a second. Before we do, do not forget to get in to win that signed Earl Campbell Hall of Fame edition jersey this year. All you have to do to enter to win is rate and review us on iTunes. Just be sure to leave your Twitter handle or your email in your review so we can get a hold of you if you are the winner. So let's talk about this Thursday night game, dude. Carolina Panthers on the road to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Second highest point total on the slate this week. This is going to be a good one, man. I am very pumped and excited for this. We will start with the quarterbacks in this one. Cam, currently the number four quarterback in fantasy. Big Ben not too far behind him at the number eight slot. Talk to me about what you expect from both these guys and uh, which guy you're leaning towards to have the bigger night.
0: I think this is going to be an entertaining game to watch. These guys, it's a bit narrative based, but these guys love playing in prime time, especially cam. He loves Island games. It seems like Island games is where he shows out the most. So I think between the two, I think cam has the highest floor for sure. I think he's, he's going to run a lot this week. He didn't run much last week. I think this week he's probably going to end up running a bit more. And I, on the flip side, I think Ben has the higher ceiling, you know, because obviously he's he's a kind of statuesque guy now. He doesn't move around a bunch, and he has plenty of weapons to, th- to throw to. You know, the one thing that's going to be interesting this in this matchup is Carolina's defense against the Steelers. They, you know, Carolina just – they basically shut down Tampa Bay for the better part of that game last week until re- what was effectively garbage time. And they have excellent weapons in their own right. So to see what Carolina's going to be able to pull out against this – Pittsburgh defense, it's, it, that's going to be a very, very interesting matchup.
1: Yeah, man, and these these running backs, I mean, it, it, the, the show does not stop with the quarterbacks, so that's for sure. Two of the funnest running backs to watch in this one, James Conner averaging 26 fantasy points per game, while McCaffrey's averaging 20 per game, both which rank at the top eight among the position. It's safe to assume both of these guys have a good night tonight. Same question here, man. Which of these guys do you prefer in a PPR setting?
0: I think – I think you have to side with McCaffrey just because of the target volume that he gets relative to Connor. That's not to say Connor doesn't get target volume. He just doesn't get quite as much. But from a touch perspective, these guys are basically even. I mean, they play all the snaps in the offense. Both of these guys are really not seeding any touches to anybody else uh, in the run game perspective. So I guess the question what you have to ask yourself is who has the best touchdown equity between these two? And I think it's probably Connor to be honest, because Connor gets a lot of red zone touches and and they're not shy about giving him the ball when they get up near the goal line. So I think his touchdown equity is a bit better than McCaffrey's is probably why I kind of slide his way slightly.
1: Well, and we saw last week with McCaffrey, man, it was kind of a standout week in terms of those goal line touches and those those touchdowns that he saw. Uh, that wasn't the case in the, in the, you know, seven weeks or so leading up to that. So if that continues, obviously – you like McCaffrey. But, yeah, I agree with you, man. James Conner has just been an absolute monster in terms of volume. And then when you look at, like you said, his touchdown upside, is it's there, man. We know that he's going to get that work once they get in close. On to the wide receivers, man. It does not take an analyst to tell you that it's always a good idea to start these two stud wide receivers for the Steelers. AB being one of the best wide receivers in the league, period. Juju, who ranks inside the top 18 among wide receivers on a points-per-game basis. Do you have any concern on your end for either of these guys being held to a a below-average outing tonight?
0: I think it's possible that uh, Bradbury, the cornerback for Carolina, I don't know who he's going to be matched up with more often. I think they're probably going to try to put him on Antonio Brown. And uh, whoever he ends up with is is going to have a difficult time. And he's not going to be a shadow corner by any means because they're going to move the receivers around and try to get a better matchup for either Brown or, or Smith Schuster. So I, I don't see I don't see any reason why either of these guys can't have a can't have a blow up game. I think it's just gonna depend on which one gets away from Bradbury the most. Uh, one of the receivers I'm really interested in this game on the on the Pittsburgh side is Ryan Switzer. And I say that because we saw what Adam Humphreys did last week for Tampa Bay. He had, I think, 10 targets, or no, sorry, he had eight targets caught all eight of them, had 90 yards and I believe a, a score. He's just this little like um, church mouse receiver that just gets loose and can run around in these small spaces. And, and Switzer's the same type of player. In fact, I'd say Switzer is a lot better player than Adam Humphreys. So Pittsburgh might take a, pay, a page out of Tampa Bay's book and try to use him a bit in more of a gadget sense and, and put a few more targets his, his way than they might normally see.
1: That's a great point, man, that I did not even consider that. That's, that's, that's true, man. It would be smart to do that when you look at the game that that Humphreys posted last week. Uh, all right, on to the Panthers wide receivers. Look, they're not, obviously, are not as easy to rely on. Devin Funches has had single-digit fantasy points in back-to-back weeks. DJ Moore chalk week last, last week did not pan out. And then you look at Curtis Samuel, who outscores both those guys in fantasy last week while running the fewest amount of routes. What do you expect from these guys tonight, who are you looking at matchup-wise, whether it be for a, you know season-long or DFS on a single-game slate?
0: I have a suspicion that Pittsburgh is going to put Joe Hayden on Devin Funches this week and try to erase him to some degree. They, they've put Hayden on the tough matchup so far this season, and Hayden's done a pretty good job with them. I don't know if he's necessarily going to 100% shadow Funches, but I imagine he's going to see Funches enough to where Funchess is going to need a splash play um on a like a long touchdown or something in order to make his mark so this week for Carolina I'm siding towards Greg Olson and DJ Moore as the recipients of the pass volume here just because of Joe Hayden and I I you know Moore let a lot of people down last week they put him in thinking he was the shoe in for you know probably five or six catches and you know 60 or 70 yards and he he didn't come up with any of that the yardage was decent but the touch volume wasn't that good so I think this week is a week to go back to him. I'm going to have him in my showdown lineups on DraftKings just because of that. I think he's, a, I think he's an excellent play against Pittsburgh.
1: All right. I will upload him after the podcast into my lineup. <laughs> All right, man. On to the tight ends here for the Steelers. Look, we saw Jesse James have the better fantasy day uh, last week due to that long reception. But I still think McDonald's is, is the better play, no question about it. Ran more routes, played more snaps last week than James. Um, for the Panthers, Greg Olson's health uh, seems just fine based on the fact that the dude played 97% of the offensive snaps last week and now has a touchdown in three straight games. How are you viewing these tight ends in terms of, you know, options on this week considering buys? You know, who, who are you looking at as possibly somebody who can uh, provide a, a pretty safe floor for this week at a position that we know that's what you you at least need?
0: Yeah, I mentioned how Pittsburgh might use Ryan Switzer this week more frequently than they normally would. I think Vance McDonald fits in this category really well. Carolina has been a little more receptive to tight end scoring this season than they have the wide receiver position. We saw it last week with O.J. Howard, who got in the box two times. I think McDonald, as an athletic tight end, has an excellent chance to really, really pop this game. And I'm I'm definitely definitely looking to put him in lineups where I'm like having some bye week difficulty or maybe I have an injury I need to backfill for. He's probably right there on your waivers, so I, I love Vance McDonald.
1: How, talk to him about Greg Olson. Where are you where are you looking at him in terms of uh, ranking on tight ends this week?
0: I I think you have to put him in the top five every single week going forward. I mean, he's just he gets such a heavy target volume in the offense, and he's still he's such a good tight end. That I I think you always have to look at him as a top five option.
1: Absolutely agree, man. All right, before we move on to start sit, who wins? Who do you got taking this matchup?
0: Oh man, I, I think I'm going to take the home team. I'll take Pittsburgh here, and it looks like they're favored by three. I think they probably, I think they probably push or cover that slightly.
1: All right, man. Before we move on, let's talk to the dudes about Blue Chew. Look, guys, we're going to talk about the bedroom here. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. If that is not the case anymore, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients uh, such as viagra and cialis so you know that they work you can get them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises right now we've got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code locked on just pay five dollars for shipping again that's bluechew.com promo code locked on to try it for free all right, bro. Let's move on to those week 10 starts and sits. Talk to me about a couple guys that you were eyeballing this week based on matchups, based on the, you know, the performance we've seen them have over the past couple of weeks. Give me a couple starts for week 10. I really
0: like Matt Ryan this week at Cleveland. I think that, um, you know, we see what offense is doing to Cleveland. Now Cleveland's playing a lot of snaps. That's been pretty well rehashed all over Twitter and other social media platforms. And I think that, you know, Atlanta comes in this week, their their offense looks night and day better than it did at the beginning of the season. It looks like Steve Sarkeesian has kind of figured out how to run this offense, especially in the red zone where they've been very, very productive. I think that they walk into to Cleveland and I think they'd smash this team. So I'm really liking Matt Ryan. And on top of that, I like the two running backs here. I like Tevin Coleman. I like Edo Smith. In the second half of these games, the running back has just been kind of tearing Cleveland up when, when they start to wear down, and I don't think it's going to be much different this week. I, I think both of these guys have an opportunity to get in the box, and I don't have any issue running either of them in the lineups.
1: I agree, man. Tevin Coleman is right there in that uh you know low-end RB1, high-end RB2, and then you look at Ito as a guy that can be kind of slept on based on, on Coleman's performance last week with the touch count. We talked about it earlier in the week, 18 to 11 for those guys. He's going to continue to be heavily involved. Love those picks. Let's flip it on the other side, man. A couple guys you're parking on the bench this week.
0: I'm probably going to park all of my Bengals on the bench this week, and I think that they're going to get behind in this game, and I just don't see them having the firepower to fight back, even in garbage time. You know, the New Orleans defense has gotten much better as the seasons progress. It's like they've they've kind of figured some things out. Obviously, they made a trade and brought in Eli Apple to help bolster their their, uh, defensive back room. And it looks like it's helped a little bit. So I'm pretty much off of all the Cincinnati players this week. I might put a little bit in on CJ Uzoma. He was hurt last week, so folks are going to be off of him. So I think this might be a week to go back back to him pending his health. Otherwise, though, Tyler Boyd, Alex Erickson, Auden Tate, whoever else they're running out at wide receiver, I'm off of them. Same thing with Joe Mixon and Andy Dalton.
1: Yeah, it's hard to agree with you on the mixing one, but I get it, man. It's it's it, it I think it's gonna open some eyes. We talked about that a little bit on the podcast earlier. It seems like people are eager to to go ahead and shove that uh that target share and that opportunity that opens up with uh, AJ Green out the door over to Tyler Boyd, but people don't don't tend to realize that that can means more eyes, more attention. So I agree with you. It's not a great matchup from a game script uh, standpoint. So love that take there. All right, man. That is a wrap. Thank you again, Josh, for joining us. Make sure to check out Josh at FantasyADHD on Twitter. Uh, Before we get you out of here, man, what are you working on? Where can the people find your work? And, uh, you know, tell the people what's going on.
0: Yeah, so you can find my work over at FantasyInsiders.com. I build all the apps that are running on that site. We have an awesome player usage app. There's two versions. There's a free version that carries all the snaps and statistics across you know, a, a different windows of weeks. So let's say you could look at all the stats from week five to week eight and package them up in one window where you can see everybody's snaps at one time across those, you know, four or five weeks. So that tool's on there. That's our player usage tool. And then we also have an air yards, uh, air yards Explorer, we call it where you can visually look at how offense and defenses deploy their passing games. I find that pretty handy when I'm trying to look at matchups and uh, during the off season, we have ADP tools available for best ball leagues, especially, uh, draft, and Fanball, So those will be spooling back up probably right after the Super Bowl when best ball leagues become active again. I mean, you can find all those on fantasyinsiders.com. All
1: right, man. Well, thanks again, bro. Great stuff. We will definitely have to have you on again, and we will catch you next time.
0: All right, fellas. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: All right, joining us once again to give his fantasy injury knowledge of the week to finish it out, man, Ethan Turner at E Turner, FF underscore PT. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? Going great, dude. Just finished up with Josh. Now we're going to break down these very, very important injury update. We'll start things off, man, with Sam Darnold popped up in a walking boot, dealing with a foot injury. What's What do you think here? Are we looking at a pretty serious injury? Obviously, this doesn't really affect single quarterback leagues. But if you play in a super flex, two quarterback, uh, this could be a big deal.
2: Yeah, I think, I think this is really just for the dynasty owners out there. I don't think a lot of people are rostering, rostering Darnold in, in one or two, even two quarterback leagues unless they absolutely have to. But he was seen in a walking boot at Wednesday's practice, subsequently ruled out for this week's game already. Not a lot of information coming out as far as what form of a foot injury that he has, but it does seem pretty serious given the team was very quick in their decision to rule him out already for this week. This one... Kind of comes as a bit of a surprise. You know, there wasn't really a whole lot of news coming out of Sunday's game that Darnold was dealing with an injury. Then Wednesday's practice rolls around. He's in a boot. The guy's already ruled out for this, this next week. It's just nothing good about this is going to happen. I do think it could be something where we won't see Darnold for at least a few weeks. My hope is that this is just kind of a precaution with the team heading into their bye week next week.
1: All right, man, that means fire up some Josh McCown, Robbie Anderson in DFS, no doubt about it, in my opinion. Let's move on to Geronimo Allison, dude. Heading to IR, uh, what do you have on this one, and do is it time to break out those uh, Marquez Valdez Scandling jerseys?
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it is, you know, with this IR designation this late in the season, this is definitely a fantasy season ender for Geronimo Allison, kind of a bummer. I know a lot of people had high hopes for him being the wide receiver too, but I think we are going to see more reps for the rookie Marquez Valdez Scantling, who actually Debro had as his waiver wire pickup for this week. So hopefully all the listeners went out and picked him up because now he is setting up for a big workload with Aaron Rodgers throwing in the ball. So hopefully you guys got him on on your rosters because he's definitely in for a big second half the season
1: yeah you want pieces of that offense absolutely all right on to carry johnson dude showed up on the injury report any intel here
2: yeah he's dealing with an ankle sprain uh, that has him limited in practice currently i really don't expect him to miss any time but it's at least worth noting heading into the weekend kind of something where you want to watch his practice schedule i'm actually going to be at this game it's in chicago so hopefully i get to see him play because he was one of my favorite rookies coming out
1: All right, man, on to Jimmy Graham sitting out of practice on Wednesday. Look, it's not easy to find replacement tight ends. We all know that this season. What's up with this one?
2: So he missed practice on Wednesday with a knee injury, not not disclosed as to what exactly this is. He's been dealing with a few injuries kind of throughout the season. This most likely is just a rest day for the veteran. You know, he's had multiple light Wednesday practices, either limited or out on Wednesday. Hasn't really come to much in terms of missing games. I expect him to suit up.
1: All right, Marlon Mack, banged up again. You know, we've seen him on this list make his name kind of a staple of this list for a long time. Are you any concerned here that uh, he's going to miss any time? Is he going to be limited or just kind of something to kind of brush off?
2: yeah i am a little bit concerned just with the history he's dealing with some kind of ankle sprain he was limited on wednesday at least at least he did get that limited designation which means he got some reps in you know he's one that i'm kind of going to be watching pretty closely because just because of that history and all of the soft tissue injuries that he's already had this season i do still expect him to play though
1: on to these miami dolphin quarterbacks dude how much more time Am I going to be looking at Brock Osweiler as a starting quarterback? What's the update on Ryan Tannehill? Is he is he inching towards that return? He is
2: inching very slowly towards that return. He did get a limited practice session in this week as he's been dealing with that shoulder injury. The team actually was fined this week as well, based on how they first reported this injury on the injury report. When it first occurred, you know, there was that controversy where he missed reps and then they listed him as a full participant and you can't do that if a guy's not practicing in full, he has to be listed as limited, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, the team got fined by the NFL for the way that they handled that situation, but they've already ruled him out as far as Tannehill goes for this week. And it appears that he is on the right track, though, with that limited designation already. So hopefully we see him in the next couple of weeks because obviously Brock Osweiler can only keep your fantasy dreams live for so long.
1: Yeah, that That is that is definitely the truth, man. Next guy on the list, Cam Meredith, still down with a knee injury. Uh, what's the update here? And talk to me about, you know, does this factor into maybe why they brought in Des Bryant?
2: Yeah, I think it definitely does. Obviously, he didn't practice with a knee injury. He's been dealing this with this kind of off and on all year. It has kept him out of a few games. And the team signing Des Bryant, you know, I always say that you have to look at what the team does in terms of as far as practice and things like that. But you also have to look at the, the roster decisions that they make when you're assessing an injury. And obviously, signing Des meant that they thought they were weak at wide receiver. Maybe this had something to do with Cam Meredith not getting healthy with this knee injury, taking a little bit longer. I do expect Des, but mostly, rookie Traquan Smith to really see a lot of reps as the number two guy for this offense until Des can kind of get acclimated.
1: On to the next big name on this list and you couldn't find this guy uh, last week if you were a fantasy owner of his and you can't find him this right now at practice and that's Mike Evans man what's going on here?
2: Yeah so he didn't practice on Wednesday with a knee injury he actually didn't practice last Wednesday with a knee in- the same knee injuries as well so I don't know if that really contributed to his poor performance on Sunday but definitely something that I think you can point to and say hey, maybe it had something to do with it. I'm not really sure. Coming off one of the worst games of his career and you kind of have to wonder, again, did this knee injury slow him down? I think it had more to do with the cornerback matchup and just he just wasn't he wasn't didn't have the step that he normally has. I still expect him to play this week even in a bad matchup against Josh Norman and the boys of Washington secondary, but I don't know how much you can trust him at this point.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's tricky, no doubt about that. Especially the new saw 10 targets. That was the hardest part about it. On to the Redskins, man. This team is beat up. What news do you have here?
2: Yeah, pretty much everybody's hurt at this point, but the big names obviously are Chris Thompson, Jameson Crowder, both missing practice on Wednesday. I don't actually expect either of these guys to make their returns this week. It should be another Adrian Peterson type of game against a pretty
1: bad Tampa Bay team. What about Tuesdays, guys, man? You got any updates on the guys you talked about then?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to run through these really quick. AJ Green has officially been ruled out for week 10. I kind of went it more in-depth onto his foot injury on Tuesday's show, so make sure you go check that one out. As But as far as it, it looks right now, it doesn't look like they're going to have surgery on that foot injury. and that's at least a little bit promising for A.J. Green. Sonny Michelle and Rob Gronkowski both return to practice on Wednesday. I expect both these guys to play. They're getting limited reps, of course, trying to keep them healthy, but it's a good sign when they're starting the week practicing. Leonard Fournette is also practicing in full as of Wednesday. He should make a return and see his first action since week four. I don't know if you can expect a full workload for Fournette this week. You know The team did trade for Carlos Hyde, and they still want to get T.J. Yeldon involved, so I'm sure that if you drafted Fournette, you're just itching to get him back in your lineup, but I don't know if this is the week to do it. Chris Carson was held out of practice on Wednesday. Doesn't look like he's going to get to play this week as of right now. Taylor Gabriel did get a limited practice in on Wednesday. He was banged up with that knee injury. We talked a little bit about it on Tuesday's show. It looks like he's going to be okay for Sunday, which is obviously a good sign for that Bears offense. And Chris Ivory missed practice on Wednesday. I don't expect him back this week. He's dealing with a shoulder injury.
1: Man, great stuff as always. That is a wrap. You can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. Hit up Ethan at e Turner FF underscore PT. And hit us up on the main page at FFB underscore 247. Also, shout out to Josh again for joining us. Find him at FantasyADHD on Twitter. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Stay tuned for next week's round of shows. Getting you guys recapped and geared up for the next week. Ethan, we'll catch you next time.